Welcome to the family. Now, Doug Sprinthal is visiting his 90-year-old father. It's his 90th birthday today. He's down in the Carolinas hanging out with him. So, you know, Ray Bell calls me last night. He said, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like Dan to come in. I said, oh, perfect timing. Because car selling secrets is not going to have Doug tomorrow. So what do you think of boat selling secrets? We're going to do the boat selling secret. We're going to do it. You ready for the jingle? Mm-hmm. Row, row, row. <laughs> Nobody's ever used that before. No. That might be copyrighted. Might In be. any case, so with us today would be... Ray Bell. Ray P- Dan Chesky. And Andy Rampernard. We'll be right back with Boat Selling Secrets. Tommy, how long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or a Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and JLo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Dougie Sprinthal is in the Carolinas celebrating a birthday. It is time for Boat Selling Secrets. Ray Bell in studio. Dan Chesky, the host of Boat Selling Secrets. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening in on, on Thursday. He looks at his watch. That's really What day is it? Thursday. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, this is you get one shot at Boat Selling Secrets, Dan. You better nail this. Exactly. Yeah, let's go. So, the big secret... If you want one, you probably should get one on order. That's the big secret. Mm-hmm. Uh, inventories are still going to be stressed next year and uh, you know throughout the rest of this year. Um, if you've been in a marine dealership, anybody's marine dealership, there's just not a lot of inventory to choose from. Although it's starting to, we're starting to get stuff back in stock, and uh, it, it's looking like you know we'll have more inventory by the fall. But real honestly, if you're going to want a boat for next year, you, 
now it's not too early to start shopping, believe it or not, because we're all uh, we're all on allocation. Doesn't matter what brand it is, we're all going to get just a certain amount of boats this year. And the good thing about that upside downside is it's probably not enough boats, but at least I know I'm getting them. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's true. That that's been the thing in the past. You know, you know, order a gazillion of them, and you know they should come. Then they don't. You know, and then you're wondering, well, what the heck are you going to do? At least I know what I'm going to have to offer and what I'm going to have to sell, you know, by quarter. And so that that certainly helps. Is it labor, Dan, or is it or is it their inability to get parts to build the boats? I think it has to do with labor. I think it has to do. I, I'm truly uh, under the impression uh, we have no more raw materials in this country. I mean, it's yeah, you know the. Yeah. The uh, just-in-time uh, model was probably good one at one point, but there's just not enough of anything in stock. A lot of manufacturers are rethinking just-in-time because of this. Yeah. Because yeah. it's hurting everyone, every manufacturer of anything in the entire world it, is it all really, being hurt by this. It really is. And so, you know, your costs are going to probably go up just for the sheer fact, and now people have to carry more inventory and, you know, spend more uh, money carrying it. But uh, at least you'll be able to get it. And that's uh, that's a real big thing when you're looking at you know I mean I've had a you know as high as probably two and a half million dollars in boats on order with deposits taken from uh, January and we're slowly working a lot of those down but I just did counted this morning uh, got still a million dollars in boats I'm still waiting for that have been on order since February March April May even to some extent so. But the stuff's starting to come in. Um, Suzuki started a second shift over in Japan, so their uh, inventory should be getting good. And uh, the real exciting thing for our dealership is uh, a few years back, Premier had a bankruptcy, and they were bought by a uh, um, a money firm. What do you call those? Uh, venture capital. Uh, venture capital or a capital firm, yeah. And so, uh, but an owner from Minneapolis, actually uh, over in Elk River, Chris Carlson just bought the company probably three or four months back. We are so excited to see Chris behind uh, the wheel at Premier. Uh, that It's going to come back to being truly the best boat on the water again uh, with his tutelage. He's, he's on board. He knows manufacturing. He knows exactly what that company needs. And he from day one, he started doing it. So... We're really, uh, really expecting a lot out of Premier, and they're uh, they're really going to make a good run at it. He's building a new factory as we speak. We have a question from the audience. Fire! Oh, they, yeah. By the way, you can call it. What's the number, Andy? If you uh, want to call in with a boat selling secret. Where is it? There it is. Five six one two two eight four zero six one. There you go. If you have questions, you should probably memorize that one. All right. right. And by the way, my question is uh, for listeners, call in. Did you ever think you'd hear Dan Chesky use the word tutelage? But anyway. <laughs> Never. Never. So I don't exactly know what I'm reading, so I'm just going to read it uh, verbatim. Fire. Uh, what are their thoughts on Evinrude ceasing all production and moving on to a different propulsion system? Do they know what the new system is? No, we really don't. They're keeping it under wraps. They're calling it Ghost. Um, mm. I think... Wow, that sounds like the hunt for Red October. <laughs> yeah, really. Yes. 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 A ghost. Um, so uh, I think, you know, Evan Rood, uh, you know, many, many years, they're, you know, proud American company, and um, but they never really want to evolve into the current technologies, you know, which was four-stroke, and they still wanted to stay two-stroke. And I think the writing just became unbearable after a while, the writing on the wall, and... They just had to to kill it when uh, you know when they started running parts shortages and stuff like that, and it's it's an unfortunate thing. But uh, the industry will also grow from it, and hopefully, the ghost. Uh, when I do find out exactly what kind of propulsion that system is, uh, it'll be uh, unique and uh, you know innovative. I'm gonna throw everyone for a loop and go with six stroke. Six strokes. That's what I hear. <laughs> there you go. There's yeah, two you more gotta, strokes than two normal. More strokes. You gotta admit it is exciting times, right? I mean, there's a lot of dumb stuff going on in the world right yeah. now. You're just yeah, like, a lot of dumb stuff. Do I really have to deal with a lot of this dumb stuff that's going on? But from a technological standpoint, you know, it pays for us to stay alive. 
Yeah, <laughs> because there's there's a lot of good stuff happening. You know, I mean, these these ideas of like these things like Elon Musk have done, and oh, you know, God. you know this, you know, taking people up to, uh, you know, I guess the first layer of space. Yep. This passenger travel and all this kind of stuff. You know, it's pretty fun. And, and you know, just you talking about the technology of what's going with going uh, going to happen with boats and how they're propelled and all that kind of stuff. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah, think about that. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, there's still some talk. You know, is uh, you know, electricity going to be the way of propulsion, or are they going to you know go past that and uh, start looking at um, uh, hydrogen or hydrogen power? Or, you know, no, electricity so, and water just doesn't seem like a great combo to me. Yeah, and I'm thinking the battery weight will have a lot to do with it. Batteries too. are very, very heavy. Although, yeah. you know, it doesn't stop very many fishermen because they got about six or eight of them in their boat typically, and they sure don't have a problem with them. So, but uh, it, it's interesting times. I think there's a lot going to uh, start to happen in this industry. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll open it up. I just got a text message on my phone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, shock of the century. Is Dan Chesky your youngest brother? No, he's not for the 5,000th time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody thinks Dan and I are brothers. That well, first happened, I think, at like Murray's downtown Minneapolis years uh, ago. Is that your brother? Yeah. I, uh, close I think, enough. Actually, I think it was a podcast we were doing, one of the first ones I did with you when we were at your old office uh, um, oh, in first. the lumber uh, building. Yeah. And uh, we were in doing it, and that was behind glass doors in that particular office. And That was a very nice office. Someone peeked in and said, that looks like his brother. <laughs> they do. What's he honestly. doing in there with his brother? Why does he have his brother on the show? I don't get it. Let's see. The first one you were on uh, looks like you were on episode 459 in 2014. That's probably Holy right. God, seven years ago? That's probably yeah, about God. right. It's been a while. That's yeah. amazing. It all works out in the end. Do you have a... No, I don't know if I should even ask you this because I'm sure you like all the products you sell and the rest of it. Is there one boat that's a tick above the other ones for you? I really do like, uh, in fishing boats, Alumacraft, obviously. Right. Um, when we got Alumacraft, uh, you know, my dad referred to the rep. He goes, you know, said to the rep, he goes, boy, it's just like Christmas. Danny thinks he's just got the best present in the world. You know, we got Alumacraft. Right. And uh, uh, still really proud of that line. It's a great line. But Premier, uh, for me, really stands out. Not that my other brands, Avalon, Manitou, or Berkshire, are, are any less. It's just... Uh, I've always liked what Premier does. Super, super innovative. Um, you know, now they're back to being family run again, which I uh, I really appreciate too. Um, yeah, one thing, Dan, that I like that uh, we talked about actually when we aired commercials, where we're talking about the Suzuki motors that you guys sell. All right. And yeah. you know, I, I think most people think most of the microplastics issue is in the ocean because that's everything you read about. But, you know, we all live here, land at 10,000 lakes, and we spent some time talking about that. And I think that's huge, especially for the new generation of buyers out there to know that you sell a boat from Suzuki that removes microplastics from the water. I mean, I mean, listen, you can go down that road that's of like, oh, yeah, cool. that sounds like a gimmick to me. But, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. it is the truth. I mean, and I spent some time reading about it, yeah. um, and it is factual, and they're – you know, look at all the coastline and all the water that there that exists in Minnesota. You know, and and I think everybody wants to swim, and they want their children and grandchildren swimming in clean lakes. Exactly. No, and this filter, it's not going to be on every Suzuki outboard. Real easy for the user to maintain. You just dump it out, screw it back on, and it'll run again, even if it's filled. <laughs> The water will bypass in the cooling system, so it won't affect the engine's Ooh, cooling at all. Great. Either way. Yeah, the so, engines are taking in water no matter what, so, you know, why not put a filter on They're there? pumping thousands of gallons of water, and uh, now that outboards are the new hit, you know, everybody's uh, going back to outboard. You know, you're seeing the formulas yeah. and the Tierras, 40-foot boats with four or five of them on them. So they're pumping thousands of gallons of water through those motors to keep them cool. And if we just collect a little bit of the microplastics yeah. out there, we're going to clean up this place. You know. Speaking of Minnesota lakes, do you have any boats that uh, clean up human crap? <laughs> no, I do not have oh, one of none those. of those yet. We've sold a couple weed harvesters in the past. <laughs> well, yeah. but not uh, Lake feces Michigan harvesters. Would love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Th- that lake's full of it. Yeah. I mean, 
God, isn't that just sad? People doing all these things. What the hell? So, Dan, I have a question for you. I mean, we all remember this as kids, right? The old man out there trying to get the outboard going. Oh, and you're God. stranded in the middle of the lake, you mm-hmm. know. And, and we had more problems with our boat. I mean, I remember just when you thought it was fixed, we'd get out there and everybody would be all excited. And you couldn't get the thing was flooded, couldn't yeah. get it started. How much more dependable are outboards and the, the engines that you sell now? Just the sheer fact of them going from a carbureted fuel delivery system to an electronic fuel injection system has made all the difference in the world. Oh, yeah. You go right, uh, you pass all the priming bulbs and stuff like that. Once you've primed it for the season, for the most part, they'll fire right up because they have an electronic fuel pump that feeds the EFI system. So it, it's And that's what it's done. It's really brought more kids back into boating, more ladies back into boating because it's easy. It's just like their car. Don't touch the throttle, get in, turn the key, it fires up, and it's running. So and, why is it that boat motors need a constant flow of water to keep cool, unlike, say, a car engine? Well, it's the same difference. They're just using the lake water as what would be the radiant, uh, radiator cooling. Just I easier mean, to use the existing fluid than having a, a yeah. reservoir? Uh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. Makes now, sense. End of the day, too. When you have those intercooler systems, one of the problems that can be is if you're in sand, then you plug up that radiator. So if we eliminate the radiator and just have the sand go completely through the block, hmm. it's going to create some wear on the impeller, but you're not stuck with a packed um, intercooler is what they call those, uh, much like a radiator. So, What's the interest in these crossover boats these days? Crossovers are huge. Everybody wants to do a little everything, you know, fish in the morning, ski in the afternoon, pull the kids in the afternoon. Uh, That's why pontoons have taken off. Everybody's gone, you know, to a little higher horsepower, triple tubes, so they perform much more like a, uh, a runabout. They turn just as tight. Put the right amount of power on it, and it's a, you know, one size fits all. It's kind of like when the Suburban came of age, you know, back, you know, it's probably been 35 or 40 years now, the Suburbans, you know, they really weren't, you know, anything you'd want to own. Now everybody owns a Tahoe or a Suburban or something very similar. Yeah. God, it's just so much fun. You were just talking about it. We went on vacation and hopped on some boats because the little grandkids wanted to go fishing. And little children on boats are it's unbelievable. They get so fascinated by the whole idea. They love boats. Well, you're out there in the middle of the lake, and they're like, how does this happen? How can we be sitting here in the middle of a lake? They just You can see it running through their brains. Mm-hmm. And then they catch a fish, and boy, then it's really, it's all, everything's on now, man. Yep, yep. No as long as about the it. Well, fish that, keep biting. They're it's hilarious because what's your message, Dan? It's all about fishing. And well, and it's all about, you know, spending family. time with family, Spend, right? Oh, no, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. right. Yep. Family and friends on the water. Now, what's the deal with the Wave Runner? I saw a thing on TV that everybody's pissed off at Wave Runners, and they want them banned from their lake. Well, I, I think uh, the Wave Runner's already, you know, that's run its course, and those are the personal watercraft. I, I thought so, yeah. But I, the Wake Boat uh, is what you might be referring to. That's the latest one in the news. Um, you know, they're trying to get some legislation and to keep these boats a little further offshore so we right. you know, control right. erosion and stuff like that with the, the big waves that are uh, that the, they can produce. And, you know, maybe if it's a small enough bay, you can't even use them on that particular lake. Is that like a skeeter? Is that what that is no, or not? No, that'd be more like, you know, your uh, Moombas or your Malibus or your Mastercraft ski boats. Uh, but they're using them for wakeboarding. and. I like it when you talk dirty. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I mean, they literally surf behind the boat. They they do. They it's absolutely ama- surf it's on the, that wave. It's amazing. Uh, that does seem like it could be damaging to, like, docks and stuff like that. It, yeah, it, and that's what I think they're talking about. They want to get them into the deeper portions of the lake right. and out more in the center of the lakes. Um, I'm sure it'll get worked out. It's just, you know, right. whenever you got... You know, people, and you got the run of the lake. Where do they have to run? Right next to your dock. Mm-hmm. You know. So you go on Malax. You go out in the middle. You can't even see. You exactly. Yep. You go out in the middle. You'll be fine. Because it looks like create, fun. You know, I've never done it. But it looks sure like a ball. I'm sure it's a gas. I, I, yeah. I think I've never done it personally either. So I'm still in the water ski age. You know. Did you water ski? I water skied. Did and you? Last time I tried, it was probably yeah, you know, ten. 
10 years ago or so, boy, I was sore the next day. <laughs> you got muscles, muscles used that you never haven't used in a while. They get awful sore. I suppose that is true. I don't know, isn't it? Look, I know it's a lot of hard work and there's a lot of stress right now because of parts and all the rest of it, but i got to believe being in a boat business is pretty damn fun. Boat business has always been fun for me. Um, I, I've never worked a day in my life. I do work a I spend a lot of hours at Dance Us at Marine, yeah, yeah. but I don't seem to, I don't think of it as work. Um, it, it's fun. It is an enjoyable business. And how long have you been on 98th Street? We've been on 98th since 2000, or excuse me, uh, 1983 and been in business since 56 so where was the original store my dad started dance outside marine out of his garage in bloomington really out of his garage out of his garage not a lot of stock there was actually was packed full (laughs) uh so that's where he started and he was doing the boat shows and stuff and people would come over you know all summer long you know Pick whatever up he, they needed, uh, and so that's where he started it. Then we, you know, slowly branched off into trailers and outboards and boats, and that was more uh, in the '80s, early '80s. You know, once that happened, but yeah, from the day one, he, he was selling trailers. It's really kind of where he got his start. Um, that's when you know people would at the boat show. They'd show a boat, and he'd be on dollies. Well, you'd buy the boat from one dealer. You'd go to a, somebody else to buy the trailer, and you'd go to somebody else to buy well, the cleats really? for the boat and the horns. I mean, boats didn't come with horns and cleats and all the stuff you think they would come with. You had to kind of build it more or less, or have it built for you. You know, you'd buy the hull, and then you'd buy the trailer, and then buy the motor and cleats. You wanted cleats on it, you'd have to buy cleats. And, you know, that's just how it was back in the day and now they've added all those things in and made it you know more value this year you had dan Southside marine boat show in bloomington what do you expect this year we think there'll be a boat show well they're planning on it right now the uh according to uh the nmma who puts on the minneapolis boat show they're planning on it right now so it's just in uh in the hands of the city whether they're gonna you know Continue to keep the convention center open, and I, I, I think it's going to go off. I, I just, I think it is. Um, and from uh, what you've said, it, it's probably going to be more of a showcase, right? I mean, don't you think you'll uh, wind up taking more orders and put and putting more orders in rather than taking orders and then promising a two-week delivery or something? I, I think, yeah, at that point, I think, it, you know, our inventory will all be, um, you know, on order, we're ordering it as we speak, you know, and like I said, there's going to be allocations. So I, I think by the time we get to the boat show, if you want something really, uh, you know, that's just not off the shelf, you should be buying a boat now. At the boat show, it'll be what we have in stock. You know, the colors we have, the the models we have, the way we've appointed them, that's the way they'll be available at that point. There's not going to be really any order-ins. Like, and traditionally, that's what the boat show is all about. Order in your boat. Get it the way you want it. Well, that time is right now because by the time we get to the boat show, it'll all be just inventory. <clears throat> you know, it's amazing. Catherine and I, a few years ago, it's been closed since, not Katrina. What was the big one that hit Florida about four years ago? A big hurricane. Wiped out a lot of the keys. Oh, God. Maria? Was it Maria? That, you, you might be right about that. <clears throat> but Catherine and I used to go to a place called Little Palm Island. It's the island that PT-109 was shot on, the, the Kennedy movie. Joe Kennedy bought the island wow. and brought electricity, plumbing, all that stuff. It's about probably a couple of miles offshore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they put a bunch of cabins on it, really just spectacular, beautiful cabins. You have to be 18 to get on the island. You can't bring you can bring kids there for lunch, but then they have to go home. They cannot stay overnight. Okay. But you go to the that's a little torch key is where you get get on the boat to go to the island. And when you walk out, you don't you expect you know it's gonna, I'm gonna get on a little you know houseboat or something. They're gonna take me out mm-hmm. there. Everything's gonna be great. This thing looked to be about a sixty or seventy year old wooden gigantic cabin cruiser. It was all made of wood. My God, that boat was beautiful. Probably an old Chris Craft or something. It was an old Chris Craft. And how much would that boat cost to make today? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. It's got to be expensive. It's huge. Yeah. 
But to sit on there and then they give you a drink, of course. Here's your cocktail for the ride mm-hmm. out there. But I, that boat, I will never forget the first time I saw that boat. I went, my God, this boat's beautiful. Yep. I mean, boats are really starting to uh, step up in price when you're talking about those large oh, boats. Oh, I imagine the wooden ones. Are, would would a wooden boat like that now would cost? That'd be cost prohibitive. It'd be co- it'd be custom made, but it would uh, it'd be up there just because of the uh, the craftsmanship that needs to go into it. But even fiberglass, it's like I say, they're strapping. Now Mercury has a 600 horse engine, and those are about 75k a piece, and they're putting four and five of those on boats. Another uh, <laughs> another text message. Apparently, a night now on Little Palm Island since they've read all of the yeah, and Andy they, said yeah that. they read of the entire island. they read the entire because well, everyone got wiped out it, yeah every cabin got wiped out the dining center got wiped out the whole deal. Apparently now you can go if you want you could go uh, tomorrow and Saturday night two nights a cabin it only cost you eight thousand dollars that's it, it? Wow. eight thousand. Man, it's almost like Peter Island in the British Virgin Islands. <laughs> just, just use your stimulus money. Yeah, yeah. use your stimulus cash. Four grand a day to stay in oh, a cabin. Man, that's a lot. That's a lot of money. There's no question about it. I mean, it's beautiful. I haven't been there since they rebuilt it, but I got to assume it's beautiful. It's, it's one of those places too. You, you'd be walking along, and all of a sudden, Christian Slater would be walking next to you, and you're like, "What the hell?" Christian really? Slater on one side, and a key deer on the other, and a key deer on the other. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We got to take a break. One more segment of boat selling. Look at all the people have learned about boat selling. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. They've already learned a ton. I can't believe we're getting questions. Oh, we're getting questions. There'll be more questions. All right. We'll be right back. Thank you. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile. You've heard me talk about the terrific experience I've had working with my Profile health coach, Danette, Dan Kelly. It's not just because I've lost weight and kept it off. It's because there's so much more to losing weight than simply stepping on a scale. Profile makes sure I'm in it for the long haul. It's about getting to your goal and staying there. That's why Profile provides members like me so many great tools to keep it off like monthly health seminars, 3D body scans, an exercise app, a terrific podcast, cookbooks, and so much more. Matter of fact, I'm going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Can't say enough about Profile. It's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. Profile has six metro locations, as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Make today the day you call them or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Hey, I just got out of the meeting. I can't even tell you how different it was from what I expected. Well, you know, I'm uncomfortable interviewing in the first place, but I didn't feel that way there. Everything they said made sense to me. Yeah, and Priority is the largest same-day delivery company in the Twin Cities. And after all these years of doing it for someone else, I'm ready to be part of something bigger. A job? That's what I have now. You know I need more. Driving is what I do, and Priority Courier Experts is where I want to do it now. I know, and that's the best thing about it. I could never afford to buy a truck like that on my own. But tomorrow, because they believe in my skills, I'm taking out the first brand new truck that I'm going to own on the last payment. I can't wait to be in their fleet. I can't wait to be the next expert on the road. After 20 years of driving side-by-side on the road with these guys, of course I'm excited. And all I did was check out Priority.com. Easy. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. 
Yeah, well, that's exactly. You know what? That's a good. That's a good point, actually. Oh my God! Fed say pharmacists are selling vaccination cards on eBay. Well, that is a federal offense, I hear. I got to believe that. Those. To fake one is. I suppose they couldn't make that a felony, but that's pretty, pretty strong uh, misdemeanor, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, matter of fact, LA Nick showed me one yesterday. It's identical to my real one. I couldn't tell the difference between mine and my real one and the fake one. Well, go figure. You know, they made ballots. Why not make cards? Oh! Now we're cooking with the gas. I well, love it. The cards do, it's basically just like a piece of paper that someone wrote on. Yeah, that's yeah, all it is. There's really nothing to it. You think yeah. they would at least emboss it or something? You would, right? <laughs> you would yeah, laminate think, them? I think they but would. no. I mean, even at KQRS, you know, no big budgets there, but they were uh, at least smart enough to, to uh, buy an embosser. To emboss yeah. all the gift certificates. Yep. Embossing does make win. it look much more official. It does. Yep. No, that's very, very true. It's so I just have though. to ask you guys. This is off topic. We have time. Yeah, you got. We got twenty, 20 minutes. minutes. Have you guys seen the White Lotus on HBO? No, mm-hmm. I heard it's good though. You have to watch this series. No. Okay. I thought that was a woman's show. You know, so did I, and so my girlfriend. Uh, you know, got me into it, and I'm like, oh, no, it's not. And, you know, I caught the first hour, uh, first segment with you and Dan talking about, you know, this political correctness and right, right. all this kind of stuff. It really digs deep into that stuff. Oh, you, I would, I'd like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Connie Britton is in it. I'm trying to think of some of the other people that are in this show. Hilary Bartlett, Jennifer Coolidge, Alexandra yeah. Daddario. Oh, my I've God. I've never heard she, of any of these She is people. a total... She's uh, phenomenal. I'm going to be sexist right now. She is a total babe. This <laughs> she is. Alexandra Daddario. She is uh, just adorable. And, and, and the... When you're watching this thing, we're talking about the White Lotus uh, on HBO. Is you're the whole time you're watching it, you're uncomfortable. I mean, it's that <laughs> really? good of a series because the young kids are going against. I would call them ex-gen parents. Yeah. You know, they're not quite baby boomers, mm-hmm. um, and they're having these debates about, you know, um, the son. <laughs> the mom talks about Connie Britton talks about her son in this series and how he really doesn't have much of a chance in the world because look at the way that white young white men are being treated now. Love it. <laughs> and then, Ooh, and then, I'll be and then in. of course the kids come fire right back. And uh, the daughter brings um, I'm not sure if she's African American or what she is, but um, she she says, It's our time to eat. Hmm. It's mm. our time, our time to, to eat. eat. So really so this series Ugh. I try not to pick my phone up and read too much. This is what sucks about these smartphones is, is you, you know, you say, hey, I'm watching this TV series, and you start reading. I don't want to know what happens in the series. It's, it's one of the things that I hate is when, you know, uh, you know, you have a friend who's watching a great series, and then they tell you all about it, and then you want to invest some time in it, and then you know everything about it. You know, so it's wasted your time. But The White Lotus, I don't know anybody that listens to this podcast that wouldn't get hooked on this thing. Yeah, I'll it, definitely it, watch it. It's only six episodes. We're starting episode four, well, that's I a believe, quick one, then. believe tonight. And, <laughs> I mean, it is funny. I mean, the dad um, believes that he, um, you know, uh, has a terminal disease in it, and he's freaking out. And, you know, the daughter and her friend, you know, bring, bring a bunch of drugs there is a, a, a gay hotel manager that's in it. And, I mean, it, I'm telling you, the characters are fantastic in this. And when you watch the series and you go back and read about it online, the big debate online is this. Who is the best character in this thing? Oh, really? Because it's, really... it's so damn good. Got Interesting. Huh? In, the, in the promo picture for it, you have two, four, six, eight, eight people walking uh, I, I would assume from a boat, they're walking uh, through probably about six inches of water in the ocean. And as they're walking up to the shore to check in to a hotel. I it's a Hawaiian hotel, yeah. Hawaiian hotel. Resort. Uh, bolt of lightning hits the water right behind them. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, that's not good news. So is this going to be picked up again, do you think? Or is it just a one-shot? There's already... Um, Rumors about the second season. Oh, there are. I don't know whether it's already been produced and it's going to be released soon. 
But, yes, it's uh, clearly survived the first cut of the first season. And, frankly, I can't wait to get home and turn on the next uh you know, episode. Well, I've already talked to texted Kathy, and that's probably what we're watching tonight. Well, well, we'll be watching it, it tonight, I'm sure. Isn't it funny how you're just how, how uh, ridiculous we all are? Is it, it's uh, it's what are we gonna? I'm already stressed out about what I'm gonna watch next. <laughs> you know, you yeah, know, I, I can't be happy with the series that I'm watching right now. I have to get stressed mm. out about what series that I'm going to watch next. And, yep. and luckily. You know, during the pandemic, shockingly, they've been able to come up with a, a lot of content. Uh, not all of it's been great, but there's been plenty of to, to watch on Netflix and HBO. And now it's really Apple TV and Disney are really producing a ton of content. Yeah, they, are. they are. Yep, get it dumped out there and someone will watch it. The White Lotus. You know, one thing I really have enjoyed about it, too, uh, about streaming is I watch a lot of Canadian procedurals. Canada does a really good job. Like that, remember the show Flashpoint? I think it was on CBS in America. It was originally on um, CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Company. Uh, that's who made it. They made uh, uh, just great. There's a show called Cardinal. There, it's an American guy, Billy. God, I can't remember Billy's last name, but you'd know him. He's a really good actor. But he stars as a cop, and that so far they've had three seasons. They didn't have one last year because of COVID, so I don't know if it's going to come back or not. But there are all these really good Canadian shows, and they're really, really good shows. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, what is a procedural? Uh, crime drama, basically. Oh, okay. Basically, it's a crime drama. It's just, you know, the story goes from one episode to another. Probably White Lotus would be considered a procedural because one, one episode builds on the other, right? Right. But yeah, in general, it's in general it's crime shows. I think I just think it's a classy sounding name. That's why they went that route. Yeah, one thing that was interesting about this White Lotus, and I know we kind of have talked about it already, is that it was shot during the heat of the pandemic when the numbers oh. were the highest, and they literally isolated everybody at this Hawaiian resort. So there's a lot of cool backstory mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, about the, the White Lotus. And so, uh, yeah, they, it's, I'm sure it's been challenging for these Hollywood studios, you know, during this pandemic to figure out how they're going to, you know, shoot all this content. And if you take a look at AMC Entertainment and Disney and some of these other companies, have you seen their stock during this pandemic? Oh yeah, because people oh, yeah. are at home. They're actually, oh, yeah. yep. And their their stock numbers are just soaring. Uh, there's been some like this AMC Entertainment stock was a meme stock, which is uh, just nuts. Uh, some of these people that get behind these meme stocks, but there's also been some legit entertainment and content companies that have just killed it because they know that people don't want to leave the house. No, that's uh, true. They they're they're going to stay at home and uh, you know hopefully this variant will kind of go the other direction and people will get out and do some living but shit warm weather's coming I mean excuse me cold weather cold coming. weather's coming yeah so that'd be a different but I, it, 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 we talked about that this morning there once again you go from channel to channel to channel to channel watching the news you get a completely different story of where the Delta variant is but I I checked out the the death numbers because people do get sick. And in general, people who are getting sick from this are people who already have you know, pre-existing conditions, things like that. It's not killing anywhere near as many people as the other one did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but nobody reports that part. They want you to be scared. They want you running scared. So you got to turn to your government to protect you or whatever the hell they think. I don't know what the mm-hmm. hell it is. I just really wish they wouldn't do that. Would you just tell us the truth so you don't destroy more people's businesses? I mean, there there are things that are never coming back. Well, like Old Mexico. We talked about it. Old Mexico yep. over in Lexington and Larpenter. It's never coming back because the pandemic shut it down. I loved going to that place my whole life, and now it's not even there anymore. I, I am very touchy about them shutting down life. life I mean, that what, three generations at Old Mexico, something like that? Probably, yes. I really wish that wouldn't happen. You also reminded me by telling me about White Lotus being in Hawaii. The first time I was ever in Hawaii, Catherine and I checked in. We stayed in Oahu and then went over to uh, Kauai. So I'm, I'd never been to Hawaii before. I, I don't know, what the hell do I know? I'm like 29 <laughs> years old, whatever. So we're over there, and there's a convention 
uh, and everybody in the convention was from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. So as I don't speak Japanese, you know, remember, I don't speak Japanese and do that the whole deal. Apparently, neither does Jack Morris. Yeah, apparently no. he doesn't either. Like, no. Only a doll. <laughs> yeah, Jack, don't do that again. But I had somebody finally come up to me and go, "Sir, that means excuse me." And I said, "What?" Said they're saying when you get on the ele- elevator, it's excuse me. Sumimasen. No, it's the shortened. It's just the one word deal. Oh. Yeah. When you would get on it. So I was getting on the elevator, and I'm like a foot taller than everybody else already. Mm-hmm. And I get on the elevator, and they all go height like that, right? Oh, yeah. And I went, hey, how oh, you doing? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I thought they were saying hello. So I mean, hey, how's it going? How you guys doing, huh? And they're looking at me like, what? <laughs> I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. It's quite the not White Lotus, man. It's, it's on HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah, it's a solid show. Uh, what you're talking about reminds me of my daughter. And I think I told you this the other day. My daughter married a Norwegian. Yeah, you did. You told and her And she's been there for like three years now. You know, and she's, in Norway. Yeah, in Norway. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's some interesting things about Norway that, I, you know, you don't know unless you've got a family member that lives exactly. there, right? right. You find out some of these things. You have to pass a fluency exam in the language to be able to live in the country. You've got to be able to Most speak. Most countries are like that. Yeah, you've got to be able to really? speak the country, really? to speak the language. Yeah. And she passed her exam, you know. What and, concept. Yeah. I know. Right. Here's an idea that works, yeah. right? Yeah, there um, you go. Uh, you know, and uh, so she's still struggled with the language because, you know, it's just once you get a basic understanding of the language, you have to also kind of start getting the jargon. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, and yeah. kind of, you know, <laughs> like the, every five years, right. the, uh, the slang changes and you have to. Yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will say, beautiful country. If you've, uh, my daughter lives near Oslo. Mm-hmm. If you've never taken a vacation to Norway, go to Norway. I mean, there are still remnants there of World War II. Really? Um, yeah, there are. Oh. There are clear artifacts there. There are, uh, I mean, it is the cleanest place I, I have ever seen in my life. The oh, public I transportation bet. system is, you honestly feel like you've stepped into 1942. I mean, in a lot of ways, everything is modern. All the buildings are modern, all that, all that stuff. But the beautiful cobblestone streets and just the the architecture of the homes and just it is well you know the the ski resort remember the olympics were in oslo mm-hmm. i can't remember what year that was back in the probably 90s um just to be able to uh, lillehammer right lillehammer yep. yeah and uh it's, it's just a beautiful place but my daughter has she i just talked to her the other day she's in college right and so she took a couple of years at a college in norway uh, that primary uh, language was English. Fine, right? So now she has kind of junior, senior year. She has to, um, all of her classes are in Norwegian. Ooh. And so she's feeling the heat. And, and I, <laughs> yeah, to relearn everything you learned because of the language yeah. is different. Yeah. And, I, and I'm yeah. like, you know what? Just show up. And, you know, it'll start clicking. I mean, it's been three years now. And I'm always shocked. Aren't you just blown away by how people come to this country and they say, hey, I learned English by watching a lot of, you know, Starsky and Hutch or yeah, some old right, series right, or, exactly. you know what I mean? Nope. I used to watch old westerns or whatever. And, I, and now I can, I could, could not imagine myself speaking another language. No. I can understand. Andy, you, you speak a couple of languages. Well, I don't speak them. Well, Japanese, Chinese. Profanity. I don't speak Chinese. Well, I thought you learned ganja. Kanji? That's Kanji. Japanese. What's the What's the one in... There are two in, in China. Hanzi. Oh, you're talking about Cantonese and Mandarin. Cantonese and Mandarin. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that, challenging. Oh, those God, are yeah. tough, yeah. They Especially tough. Cantonese. There's like 12 different tones, I think, to that mm. language. Yeah. yeah. No thanks. There's a no. lot of tones. Matter of fact, what, what's the one... Uh, let's see. In Scandinavia, you've got... You've got uh, Denmark. Yeah, Denmark. That's yeah. exactly the one. You ever heard anybody speak Danish? I had a friend no. from 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 Denmark. When they talk, they talk like this. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you laughing at? I'm like, what? Honest guy, he would talk, start talking. I said, speak some Danish to me. And he would go, I'm like, what the hell? What is that all about? 
Yeah, and change the inflection a little bit, and that's somebody who lives three blocks down the street that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that that does happen. There's no doubt. Yep. Although, i got to be honest with you, when I went up to Grand Forks, North Dakota, 1971, I think it was, KNOX, Grand Forks, they took me out to dinner, and then we played a little pool afterward, and they had a few drinks. They started telling jokes. I could not understand one word those people mm-hmm. were saying. That's pretty guy far up there. Well, yeah. honestly, God, this, the guy walked into a bar and it told the guy behind <laughs> the bar. Like, it's what yep. the hell are you it's saying? It's like people from West Country in uh, the UK. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you don't know what they're saying. Well, here's it's the same know. language, but it's not. So this is a podcast, so I can use the real word. This The sales manager, we're playing pool, and he goes, Hey, Tom, you on here at York? <laughs> I said, do I hear a what? He goes, a York. A York. I, I said, what's a yoke? A y- what? I was like, yeah, yoke, a yoke. I'm like, okay. Uh, so what did the Quaker say to the guy from Pennsylvania? And I said, what? He goes, fuck D. And I said, fuck D. He goes, yeah, get it? I said, no, I don't get it. What D? He goes, yeah, you know, D, D, like delights. I'm like, oh, God. I could not understand them at all. So it happens across the board. Yes, it does. I mean, you go down south of Minnesota, northern Minnesota, western and eastern, you're going to get four different accents. Because mm-hmm. most of it up north is German, right? And most of it down south is Scandinavian. Yep. It's a whole different setup, man. I got a Norwegian joke for you, my daughter oh. told me the other day. Will I be able to understand it? I think you might. <laughs> is it uh, in Norwegian? Is it in Norwegian? Because I'm screwed. In English... And uh, it'll uh, it works for the for Minnesota. Did you hear about the uh, Norwegian farmer that loved his wife so much that he almost told her? Yeah, <laughs> see, I love that joke. That sounds you know what that sounds like? That's a Boone and Erickson joke right there, baby. That is a Boone and Erickson There's joke. There's a by reference way. from the past. Oh, I don't get that one. Boone and Erickson told a lot of Scandinavian jokes. Oh. Like this one. Uh, the guys came over from Norway, and they got to America, and one of the guys, Oli, starts vomiting off the side because he's seasick. And Sven comes up, and he goes, Oli, I never knew you had such a weak stomach. He goes, what do you mean, weak? I'm throwing up as far as everyone else. <laughs> like, oh, God. Now, that was Minnesota radio about 35, yeah. 40 years ago. Yeah, what happened to all those jokes? You don't hear the Oli and Lena jokes. Not at do all that anymore. anymore. Is it too offensive now? Well, I mean, the guy just got fired for doing a Japanese accent joke, and yet we can do Norwegian-German accent jokes all we want. That's true. But uh, you, five years from now, can we? Did Jack get fired or suspended, suspended. or what happened? Suspended. Well, suspended indefinitely, which means indefinitely, fired. which means he's been fired. Yeah. You know, I heard the audio. Did you guys hear the yes, audio? Yes, it's not that big a deal. It's not even a good accent. Well, it is. It, right. It's not I even mean, good. It, it was a failed attempt to be funny, yes. and I certainly don't think it was any attempt to be malicious. Well, right? the guy I mean, he was no. talking about no. said that he wasn't offended Otani. by the Otani joke. was yeah. not offended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he, I think he said "veli" instead of "very." Yeah, he, he said "veli, veli, veli, careful." Veli, 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 careful. Yeah, it is dumb, but I mean, you it's, know, it wasn't offensive in the least, and I didn't know one Japanese person that was offended by it. I didn't. Yeah. I'm sure on Twitter there are some, of course. Honest to God, when I got started in radio, on the station I was working on, we did a bit on the morning show with staff meteorologist, usually wrong. Oh, there you go, usually <laughs> wrong. There you go. And and it was, I'm probably in trouble for laughing right now. No, because uh, you laughed 40 years ago. We just Big could difference. not... People could not get enough of it. With the forecast, I'm usually wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, see, um, I'm usually wrong is funny. <laughs> well, the LR exactly. thing I'm is a real thing wrong. in the Japanese language. Yeah, you know, they don't have a difference between L and R. So when they try to pronounce words in English, they'll often mix the letters up. So it is a real thing. It's not like a made-up, you know, like a well, racist. Well, look at trope. Boston. That's even in our own country. Oh, you are <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, in Boston, that's a whole different world out there. There's no question about that. What the hell is a crazy wicked? What the hell does that even mean? Crazy oh, wicked. that's crazy wicked. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Crazy oh, with a big one out there is wicked smart. Wicked, wicked smart. smart. That's right, yeah. wicked smart. Yeah, boy, he's wicked smart. That's right. I forgot about that mm-hmm. one. My son was playing baseball out there. I was. I worked on the air out there for five years, and uh, the manager would come over during the, the baseball games and, Marcus, you're playing catcher. 
Marcus. <laughs> you're, not a, no. you're not the pitcher, you're the catcher. You're suspended indefinitely for right, yeah, making right. fun of an accent there of a Bostonian. Suspended indefinitely from the family. What I just love about it is the Japanese didn't give a rat's ass that he did it. They didn't no. care. Otani didn't care. Would you care? I, I just I don't understand. The problem is, is that there's no guidelines. You know, there's... Uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. Andy, you've probably seen Sunny mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. It's yep. a great series. It is it's hilarious. It's very There's fun. a great episode. It's one of my favorite episodes, and it's called What Are the Rules? Oh, and, God. And, and it's actually a musical. Have you ever seen this one, Andy? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a great one. And, the you know, I can't even remember all the characters because I haven't seen it in such a long time. Yeah. But Danny DeVito's in it and, yeah, and, yeah. and a lot of great uh, actors in, are in it. And, and they sing this jingle because in Sunny in Philadelphia, you can do whatever the hell you want on that show, which made it a yes. great show, right? Yes. So they sang this, this jingle, and the jingle was, what are the rules? Because it was talking about... <laughs> You know, um, all these uh, things that we don't know about in society. And, and, and this was the funny part. So you got a black family in the city pushing uh, a white panel van down the street that's broken down. <laughs> the police pull up, you know, what's going on here? They pull their guns out, <laughs> the whole nine yards. What do we got going on here, right? And so they switch roles. And a bunch of white guys break down in a white panel van, and they're pushing them down the street, and then people are coming by going, hey, what happened? Can, can we help you get some gas? Hey, yeah, juice. You know? That's phenomenal. And they go into the jingle. You know, they're singing on the show, What Are the Rules? Great great episode, Sunny in Philadelphia. Good that show. is a good show. Yeah. It is a really good show. Danny DeVito is terrific in that. Well, he's pretty much good in anything he does. Yeah. But. No. I'm heard, so shocked he fit into that role so well. Yeah, because there's such true. an age difference between him and the other actors on yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah, no question. Oh my God, the show's over. Look at boat selling secrets. Blew by. Whoa, that was quick. What the hell's that all about? Well, hopefully we can get back to uh, not uh, you know trying not to offend anybody and just go back to offending everybody. God, wouldn't it be fun? look I, to this day if I run into guys I grew up with, the first thing they're going to do is insult me. Exactly, because that's what they always did. That's what we always did. Yeah. God, get a sense of humor for Christ's sake, you big babies. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Dan. Great having you in. Boat selling Thank secrets. You. Dougie Sprinthal. Is he coming back next week or is he still gone? I think he might still be gone. I'm he, not sure. He though. might be gone for a week. I'm not sure. In any case, we'll talk to you on Monday with the family.